Here we have for today, the 13th day of other one. So by today, by Mincha, but we do not say Tachnon. The reason is why? Because it's coming, uh, it's called Purim Katan. Yes, because the 14th of Adar is, is Purim. But this is a double Adar. So we celebrate Adar in next, uh, the, second, yeah, the second Adar. But nonetheless, it's still somewhat of a small holiday. And Tachnon is not said from Mincha today in the next two days. Um, there's a discussion, I think, the, how should, should we celebrate with a, with a party or not, but it's always, to, it's always good to somewhat party. What That's does it. the uh, Purim Katan represent? Because Purim. today in our, in our calendar, we celebrate, we already know, we celebrate Purim next month, because we know there's going to be two Adais. Originally, it didn't work that way. It was like you had a calendar set. It used to be that we had decide closer to the time, so it could be you celebrate Purim once, and then you end up celebrating Purim again. So I think that's kind of... Yeah. But it's a special day. No, no custom. No custom? The, the discussion? Oh, no, the costume. Oh, I thought you said. The discussion, I think, in Shulchan Aruch, whether it says that the last words of the Aruch Haim is discussed, should you have a party or not? And the words are, you know, it's in Hebrew. Tov lev tamid. It's always good to be in a little bit yeah, more of a happy partying, yeah. Yeah, partying kind of uh, things. It's always a good thing to have a party. Okay, but there, here we have to get there, goes as follows. My father, so the Rabbi Rashab, the Futhabad Rabbi once remarked, it's clear to me, so he's saying it's very, it's clear that when a Hasidic Jew sits in the house of study and learns or reviews aloud a mimer, a discourse of Hasidus, of Hasidus together with others, he brings joy to my forefathers, that's to the previous Rabbis. This happiness generates abundant goodness, both material and spiritual, for that person, for his children, and for his grandchildren. Okay, so this is Rabbi Shabbat was saying, I guess, I guess uh, Hasidic teaching. Now, there's two ways. Sometimes you can study it, we can discuss it, you know, I can read it and discuss it, or it can be sometimes there's a concept of just, you know, I've studied it, I know it by, by heart, and just kind of saying it out. And by doing so, he's saying the tremendous, obviously, joy to the previous rabbis, which, you know, it's their teachings being expressed, but that joy has tremendous benefits, both materially and spiritual, for the person and also for future generations. The mitzvah for today, the 241st mitzvah, is that we are commanded to follow the laws regarding damage caused by fire. Okay, so if you lit a fire, I guess even if you lit it in your own property, yes, you do have the right to do that, but you still have to do it in a controlled fashion that it cannot get out of hand and go and cause damage to someone else. And if it did, you would be responsible. Those, that's the mitzvah for today. Wish you have a good day. And uh, yes, we have a... Class of the July Tuesday evening or Wednesday. By the way, thanks to Sajid, he's putting it online. So if someone wants to, you can listen to the recording. Sometimes you only to listen to it. Listen to it again. You have the ability. Oh, that's right. That's what's recording. Yeah, I can. Say. Okay, we're sharing. New. Uh, today, the sixteenth day of Idol one. So the Alter Rebbe once taught the contributions toward the construction of the sanctuary in the wilderness included gold, silver, and copper. But the only items that shone were the woman's copper mirrors from which the basin and its stand were made. <clears throat> and although the basin and its stand were listed among, last among the holy vessels, they were used before all the services in the sanctuary for the beginning is rooted in the end. Okay, so the Jews are told to build a mishkan, a temple in the desert, and they told all different things, gold, silver, Copper, other things. Mm-hmm. Out of those things, you think which one shone? I guess, yeah, but the sense, there was one thing which shone, which was what? The copper. Which the copper, specifically the one which was used 
they made the basin. He had the basin for the coin when it started the, the, the service. He had to wash his hands and feet. So that basin was made out of the copper that the woman donated from their mirrors, which we'll discuss in a second. So, and then he says, so even though it's, it's listed last, it's, you know, it's, uh, it's only in this week's parasha. We read about it this morning. It's only in this week's parasha, but really, it's, um, can, that's how they'd start. Before they could do any other service, they had to do this. So the, the concept, perhaps, I'm saying a bit more, but the beginning is rooted in the end. Yeah? Okay. There's a very profound thing on the bottom here, if I was interested to hear. It's a very interesting thing. It says, when the women were contributing for the, for the base, I mean, it says they wanted to contribute these mirrors. Now, Moshe didn't want to accept them. Why? Because these mirrors were used in, the des- in, the, in Egypt. When they, were, when they were still in Egypt, after a long, hard day of work, the women obviously used these mirrors and they beautified themselves. But then they'd come out to the fields, to the orchards with, with the husbands. The husbands were famished, you know, exhausted from a hard day of labor. And then it says they would look at, you know, their show their reflection compared to their husbands in the, in, the, in the mirrors, and that would arouse their desire to be for intimacy. And through that, they had children. They continued, the, you know, the Jewish people in Egypt. So that's what, so it says, when Moshe heard, Moshe didn't really want to accept these. He felt that they were used to arouse, you know, natural desire. He didn't feel that in the holy base, in the, the Mishkan, that's not where they don't belong. Hashem said, no. Hashem went specifically, these are more dear to me than anything else. Because what's the whole idea of the Mishkan? The Mishkan is to transform the material into something holy. Over here, they used the most base dry, but they weren't using it just in a, they were using it in a very positive way to, you know, to continue the Jewish people. So therefore, um, that's the whole concept of Mishkan, to elevate yeah, to these most material and lowly things. That's why, so that was the most. Okay, the mitzvahs of today. So we're learning the mitzvahs, the, the selection of not stealing. So we really learned a lot of the ideas of stealing and the correct weights. Today, the 246 prohibitions that were forbidden from stealing the boundaries of land, meaning altering the line between our property and our neighbors, thereby enabling a person to claim that the pers- other person's land is his own. Okay, so besides, this is stealing property. If you move the borders here, no one's there, the labor is not living there for a few years. If you just move the boundary, it's seemingly no one will know. The Torah tells us not to do that. And the one more, the 243rd prohibition, we're forbidden from kidnapping any Jewish person. To steal a person is also as a forbidden. Any Jewish person or any person? Over here, I'm reading Jewish person. Um, obviously, you know that I'll steal anything, even from a non-Jew. But over here, it could be the terminology is... Um, that's what it says over here. I can look into more. I mean, generally, you're not allowed to steal anything from anyone. Um, that's a general concept. But it could be the specific Aveira here is more about. Yeah. Mm. Right, wish you a great day.